Hi, chaps. Hello there. Is that um, Tom McDermott's bags? Can I hear River behind? Is there in the background? Chris Scudder? It's uh, not a river. It's actually <laughs> a fountain. Uh, a multi-fountain, actually. I'm just down on the river front, down in the Don, River Don, about like, right across the river from the uh, rather, rather lovely new stadium here, which we were hoping was going to be England's venue on Monday night for, for the uh, Japan game. However, it's turned out a bit different, hasn't it? What are your different. thoughts on that, Scuds? Last night, we were, I was talking about that. What are your, should they have gone for it? Played his best eleven, or uh, I, I don't know. Do you know what I, I think? Um, I just think their second string is better than ours. You know, uh, yeah. England, England don't have the strength and depth that you know Belgium do. I mean, it's a golden generation for them, and I think that was reflected in the game, wasn't it? Really. Um, well, my, my, my only thought yesterday, Scuds, was, I was we were at work building up to, it and we're doing lives with. Oh, you probably come across Carve Solical out there, and. and Leningrad and, and Rob Dorsett and you're building up to it and get excited and then the team news broke and you just felt really surreal for the first time in my life about a World Cup game and I know we haven't really been in that position before I think we did win the first two games in 2006 but I can't really remember such an experimental lineup in the next game in, in that one but it it just seemed to, to, to suck the wind out of the the sort of the sails a little bit I, just, I felt sorry for some of the players who came in those eight changes for England and um, maybe less so the, the nine for Belgium we seem to, to adapt well including uh former Manchester United player, Yanazai, which sort of brought a wry smile to my face. But it just seemed to, uh, kind of for those guys like Vardy, who probably won't play in a World Cup again, it seems a shame that it was done in such a sort of disjointed manner and not given an opportunity, maybe three or four changes. What, what did you think about that? Oh, I think we may have lost us. Has <laughs> he, he gone again? I think he's, in, he's gone in Rostov. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll crack on without him because um, I've actually got the in-laws coming over for a barbecue relatively shortly. So we'll, um... <laughs> but yeah, what did you think about that? I mean, that was just for me, it was a slightly bizarre. Never felt a World Cup following England since we talked about sort of falling in love with it in Italia 90 to have that. No jeopardy, was it? It was a surreal feeling. Really, really strange, really strange. You talked about Italia 90 there. I remember the Egyptian game. I think it was the last one with the Mark Wright header. I think that was the uh, yeah. deciding group game there. And... I think we, you know, we've not been as, as fortunate, really. Certainly in World Cups since that, um, you know, obviously the Argentina that was a round of sixteen, wasn't it? But I think it's a rare situation for England to be, and I think if you just look back through history down to sixty-six to be, to be, you know, afforded the last group game, you know, it's more or less of a free hit. We will only be able to judge, I think, later on, or certainly after the Columbia game. If yeah, Southgate, or or if we approach it in the right way by making so many changes. But, I, do you think? I, I mean. It, it's funny that people do it in life, don't they? But they do it in World Cup, certainly. We, after two wins, they were great, don't get me wrong. Exhilarating in parts against Tunisia. And yeah. then it, was just, it was mayhem against Panama to score six goals. But people sort of get ahead, don't they? We sort of do get so sucked up in the future. But you think, in reality, is against Colombia, who've got Falcao and Rodri- you know, James Rodriguez and uh, Cuadrado and Quintero. They've got some good players. that you know Potentially, it's going to be all over on the night. So maybe worrying about this quarterfinals and semifinals is premature. I think Southgate said, said didn't he? but I think I, I like Gary Neville's comment um, after the match, actually, because he said that England should now feel really positive about the situation they're in, because if they do map ahead and they do look ahead, which is, you know, supporters do it all the time. I, I've, plotted many, <laughs> I've plotted many a route out on, on, on Twitter yeah. the last couple of weeks, and I think that England will never have a better chance to get to the, to the semi-finals. Columbia are, are a very good team. Um, yeah. Of course, they've got Falcao, James Rodriguez. I'm hoping from an England point of view, I'm hoping he doesn't quite make it. Sure, yeah. Um, it, 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 on Tuesday, but um, England probably will never have as good an opportunity to get to the semi-finals than than what it is, and they have to go into that 
Colombian game, full of confidence because there's going to be eight more changes. I think it was a seven or eight yesterday. It was eight yesterday for England, eight, nine, yeah. nine so, for Belgium. Yeah, right. So six or seven lads at least are going to come back in. I think the the team that, that started the Panama game, maybe Delhi Alley. Do you think for for Loftus possibly? Yeah, for Loftus Cheek. Possibly. I mean, I thought um, it's interesting because we had this debate on a Manchester United front before about Marcus Rashford, and the problem with Rashford, I suppose, is he. He lights it up in moments of sheer brilliance, but then it's sort of sometimes fundamentals of, of where he plays. I think that we saw missing Harry Kane yesterday, that Harry Kane doesn't have that breathtaking speed or skill, but he's just eight out of ten at everything, isn't he? And he holds yeah. the ball up. And he where would you play Rashford if you were to start him, Ed? I think it's an issue for club and country, actually. I don't I think... know, because... Well, I mean, he, is he? A, he's not really a nine, is he? I was talking about what Kane offers you in terms of showing for the ball and, and linking things and having that presence to occupy defenders. And just sometimes you think with, with uh, I guess, Marcus... Does that and it's probably been rushed through to a certain extent, isn't it? That maybe those fundamentals haven't come together because we think Kane learns mm. all that playing in Championship on loan at Millwall and then Norwich, and he's gone to different places. That maybe those sort of basics of hold up play and things have been more ingrained into into his play, and then he's he's added the sort of finishing and everything to it. I mean, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I mean, it sort of sticks mind the FA Cup final was Rashford just passing the ball out of play at one yeah, point sure. against Chelsea and. Um, but he's I a, think he's the consistency, talent, you've mentioned it there. Yeah, I think the yeah. consistency is important. The consistent playing in, in one position, you know, he's he's had that period now where he's fresh and he's new and he can come on from the, the bench and make an impact. But I think now he's got to start focusing and looking at, at trying to nail down one position. Now, if that's out wide for a couple of years, yeah. then so be it. That, that won't do any, any well, it's harm not, it's whatsoever. Not those, yeah, there's not wingers and there's not really a second striker now. So it's that kind of in-between sort of forward, we call it now, don't in terminology, that wide player. And it's whether he wants to be that or could he be a central striker on his own? Because he's got the height and physique potentially he's going to fill out, isn't he? That he he's, he's physically, certainly, certainly, yeah, he looks um, he looks really impressive. He's, he's incredibly strong. He's added that to his strength, to, to his pace. But, you know, he's not going to dislodge Lukaku at club level. Yeah, and he's not going to, you know, he's not going to do the same to Kane at international level, and so you you have to wonder: is it worth him going out on loan, maybe perhaps this season, and and, and saying, right, I'm going to play, t- you know, majority of my games for another team on loan, up front or out wide, and that's going to be my position, yeah, and really show what he can do and get that consistency. Because I think if you look at young players throughout the years, Giggs always played wide left, mm-hmm. um, and you look at other younger players, Ashley Cole was. You know, at Arsenal, he's another one that went on did did great things with club and country. He always played as a left back. That was his position. Yeah, you find that these youngsters that don't sort of cement a, a position early on, that they, you know, their progress can be stalled. And you get people like Kevin De Bruyne who may have to go elsewhere, yeah. uh, and Salah before coming back and really making an impact, really. But yeah, it's whether he has that kind of range of passing and that vision to to play wide. I suppose long term, isn't it? It's whether he's going to get the assists that you want. Maybe that Martial could actually give you for as a Manchester United perspective, because he's maybe got a little yeah. bit more peripheral kind of awareness of of what's going on. But it's interesting you sort of talk about that with Rashford and saw Vardy last night, and I suppose Vardy that was almost a prime game for him in the sense that Belgium would dominate possession, that, that his speed on the yeah. counter attack would probably do well rather than against a, a lesser opponent when they'd be camped in, and he wouldn't be able to utilize that. But he, he kind of gave a vindication of Southgate, didn't it? But gave him clarity as well. That you thought, actually, people have criticised Raheem Sterling and things like that. But you can see that he threaded the team together, even if his technique and, and, and composure when finishing mm. isn't great. He does knit things together, maybe more so than Rashford in terms of his understanding of where to play, just because he's, he plays a similar role at Manchester City and played all season th- doing that. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think that on Vardy, I think that, I think even if he's having a bad game, 
you know you're going to be in a, in, in a match against him if you if you play if you're central defender and you're playing against him. You know he's going yeah. to run the channel. He's going to run in behind. He's going to, you know, he's going to ask questions. He's going to come in and he's going to chat. He, yeah, he'd, he's... Be good at, he'd be good if England were leading, wouldn't he? Up against Absolutely fantastic. And this yeah. is what I mean. Why there might be one or two benefits from the game against Belgium because I think that you've given him minutes. You know, he could come on and make that impact from the bench. He's going to, you know, you can imagine if you. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to face extra time at some point. You'd imagine that. And, you know, you can imagine bringing mm. Vardy on in the latter stages, perhaps to play up front with Kane and ask yeah. some questions and create room there. So I do think that, 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 that you know, that, that's definitely a positive. But you mentioned Sterling there as well. And I think the only thing that's been missing from uh, England at the moment is a Sterling goal, I think. Certainly yeah. with sort of the criticism well, someone, and someone the debate about it. Like, like Platin Italia 90, like we talked about Paul Parker, didn't we? You need that kind of... Um... That's right. That, that midfielder to, to get a couple to just kind of ease the, the pressure on Kane. On the on the on the subjects of strikers there as well while, while we're talking about what do you think about Falcao? Because I think was that his first World Cup goal? Possibly in, in, was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was I think that was his He's first. 30, it's thirty two now. And and a different different kind of striker to to Vardy. Didn't quite fulfil his potential or get back to full fitness in England, but Certainly, he's got to be one that England have got to watch. And if, if James Rodriguez isn't playing as well, there'll be a lot of pressure yeah. on him, I think, to deliver as well, because this is a passionate nation as well. They'll expect to be England. Yeah. You know, they'll think England is, they might look at England and think, you know what, that's a favourable draw for us. Yeah, stop, stop Kane scoring. You've got a good chance, really. Probably think. And maybe set pieces as well, because it's interesting. I heard Alan Shearer, I think, say on the BBC that England had only created, like, even in the Panama game, six or seven chances from open play, which is pretty low. Relatively, yeah. he was saying, compared to what Belgium had done. And I suppose that's been the key, hasn't it? It's been the imaginative set pieces and perhaps a sense that we've got yes. an advantage, often with, with Stones and Maguire, if the delivery's good. But then, it, you know, Colombia are, are pretty big, aren't they? They've got De- 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 uh, Mina and, and De Vincent Sanchez, who are Sanchez. pretty physical yeah. characters. So yeah. it may not be yeah. as easy to, to dominate aerially as it was in the other games. It's, yeah, so they're probably sort of looking at it that way. It's, I think it's, it's strange, isn't it? You sort of, you're in nostalgia and affection for players because even though Falcao was not at United a long time which obviously I support and, and, and you do and follow the, the team and even from a Premier League perspective at Chelsea as well you sort of you get that affection for players don't you so when you see a former Premier League play kind of as a pundit in the crowd you sort of have that sort of like oh there he is and I think it's, so, nice yeah. to get, it's nice to see him just battle back because it was a horrible injury wasn't it that he had I think to, to be horrific I mean uh, yeah as well he wasn't he wasn't in his early 20s it was quite you know sort of 28 29 when it when it happened as well didn't it so it's, it's yeah. not quite the Ibrahimovic level but um yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what he does and, and how Columbia view England. It might be worth certainly something I've, I've been looking at the last co- couple of days since I, I kind of suspected they'd win yesterday. But you've seen the 16 well, teams that are left there, Ed. Have you got a, have you got a, a winner in mind now that you've had a chance it's funny, to, isn't it? to digest? It's funny Croatia, yeah, well, Croatia have been exhilarating, haven't they, with um, Rakitic and, and Modric and people them. like that. But, yeah, them. but you just wonder whether maybe... People said that their average age is older, maybe that they'll they'll tire a little bit, but it's hard to see who seems to be on a roll and they seem to have to keep possession so well, don't they? A bit like, you know, Real Madrid, the way that the Modric runs the show yeah. for them. Um, Uruguay, we said before, I think in the, in the previous recording, we attempted with Scuds and uh, he dropped off from Rostov again. <laughs> Hopefully, get Chris to go to back, who's got th- about 30, 40 years of broadcasting experience, has been in Russia covering the World Cup for guys that are listening for the first time. Um, but my wife's just pulling a funny face at me actually out the window, so uh, apologies for that. Um, but it's it's um we, we, you think we, it's yeah we, we family family well, just, uh, just, family barbecues are calling we're just on that year yeah, Uruguay, yeah, no, year no, Uruguay no, point no, no it's fine no it's just fine no, I've got I've got a minute but it's um I just yeah about, about the teams in the World Cup I think Uruguay we talked about having a hundred percent record and we mentioned dark horses before but maybe the fact they've got through a hundred percent that they will ignite maybe the fact that Argentina snuck through I know they've 
their problems have been going for a long time, haven't they? Even since mm. arguably the final last year, they've struggled. Oh, sorry, last World Cup, they've struggled um, since then. Struggled in qualifying, just snuck through in the final match, qualifying with a messy hat trick, I believe. Uh, so they've they've got there, but you wonder will will that sort of you know squeaky bum time kind of get them through now? Will they ignite, or will I, it just be more of the same? I think uh, yeah, I think that the because there doesn't seem to be with with Argentina, and to a certain extent, yes, you, you will get the surprise element, you will get your David Platt appearing, and you will get your Roger Miller or your kind of yeah. you know, surprise element to to the team. And there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think that you mentioned Uruguay there, and I think if you've got Godin and uh, Jimenez at centre-half and Cavani and Suarez up front. Mm. I think that's 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 the kind of solid base and, you know, attacking flair that you've got. And you know those guys are going to be there and everything else sort of oh, tosses around them. Yeah. Whereas if Messi's having a bit of an off day, if Messi's having a bit of an off day, you know, is he going to go with Aguero? What sort of impact has that had in the dressing room and behind the scenes? Yeah, Dabala's there, of course, as well. You know, what's the kind of feat like it I think you are only as good as the players that don't play. Um, I think well, that's the thing before. Dybala seems to never play because he's too similar to Messi, apparently. And Higuain and, and, and Aguero, list the names and Di Maria. You just think there's the great names, but it doesn't seem to connect, whatever. And it's yeah. Sampaoli's trying where other managers have, have tried and failed, I guess. So it's, a, it's an interesting one with, with Argentina. It's, it's, it's tough to find, it, apart from Croatia, it's a team that's kind of looked good from top to bottom, isn't it? But it's... That yeah. makes it. That makes it interesting. Has, yes, has Ronaldo? Brazil, Brazil. We haven't mentioned Ronaldo. Brazil. Got it in him. Do you think? I think Brazil. Fantastic. I think they started a bit slow, yeah. and I think there was a key moment. I think late on in the the Mexico game. I think Neymar. I wouldn't say he was struggling, but I think he was maybe fighting to to get Fani's best form. And there was a penalty incident that I think VAR and that was denied and so on and so yeah. forth. But they nicked it, didn't they? Late on, I think was it two nil um, in yeah. the game against who are they playing now? Was it Costa Rica? Was it? Yeah, I think it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then from then the sort of the night in Serbia that, that they look great, and you think that the longer that they can stay in the tournament, and well, the he only started that, playing that Neymar will get. Yeah, he started friendly, didn't he? Was it in Austria? I think just before the World Cup. That's right. That's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty right, much yeah. what all he's done. So I think he's building up, and you think he's going to. He's twenty. I mean, it's ridiculous when you look at his record. Is it fifty six, fifty seven goals, and, and Pele's got seventy seven. He's twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the greats. You can't, you can't. I don't think you can, you can rule them. Certainly, you can't rule them out. You'd be, you'd be surprised if they get to, to the semi-finals. Yeah. But you just wonder if, if Ronaldo as well will have another say. You modest dragged Portugal to the final of the Euros. Um, you know, it'd be one hell of a task if he managed well, to bit, get that yeah. Portuguese team anywhere near the final. Yeah, like Brazil in two thousand and two, wasn't it? Just that ability. People like Rivaldo and Ronaldinho and, and Cafu. They just have that ability to, to ignite in a, in a particular moment. And Ronaldo can do that. You know, effectively, football's so low scoring. It's so close games. Every 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 game seems to be decided by one or predominantly in this World Cup, bar a few kind of blowouts. It's been it's been really close. I think maybe those, those people can do it. If Ronaldo can do it, if he can get past uh, Uruguay and, and crack on through that side of the draw, you think, you know, why not get a bit of momentum? Phenomenal. Yeah, he phenomenal. Three, he needs three or four moments a game, doesn't he? And the fact is, he's such a triple threat right foot, left foot and with his head there's always a chance he could get something. There's, um, yeah, I think there's an, an intelligence to his play that, that some people don't always see as well. For instance, the, he yeah. won the, he bought the free kick for the for the third, the hat-trick goal against Spain uh, yeah. on the edge of the ball. I think PK or Ramos, you know, he sort of enticed them in and he went down and then he was there to, to hammer it in. But um, he's managed his sort of energy in... well, doesn't he as well? That's why he's, yeah, that's fantastic. Why he's 
33. Yeah, fantastic. He's when to run in the game and, and when to when he needs to explode and when he needs to sprint, take someone on, like win the penalty against Spain early. Just he did that little dribble and, and got past the player. And yeah, it just seems to be very clever, which for all of us in our thirties, you start to realise it's uh, God, it's a yeah, good skill yeah, to have. yeah. And An interesting, work, another work, interesting work, one is. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he does. I was going to say I was just looking through the statistics then from the, the the Spain Portugal game and and the, the the statistic about De Gea not having a save to make until the third match of the tournament, which was really? which was bizarre. And then yeah, and and that's I think that's an interesting, be interesting. Well, you think about in, interesting yeah, story. Ronaldo, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's error there, but it be interesting story. What you make of that story? I don't think the the Spanish are quite as as impressed with him as. As perhaps the English fans and certainly United supporters are. Um, no, I mean, what are your thoughts on on De Gea? It's just a short sample of games, isn't it? I mean, I think his. I mean, personally, I think his agility is phenomenal. I've never seen anything like it. Some of the shots. Hi guys, just a little intro precursor to the podcast you're about to hear, which is recorded with journalist Tom McDermott, who follows Manchester United in particular in Manchester and England. He's got a book coming out about England and Chris Scudder, long-term broadcaster for other people, including Sky News for a long time. Uh, it's covered many, many World Cups. He's out in Russia currently working for the host broadcaster. He dips in at the start of this from Rostov, uh, where the uh, game will be uh, Japan's match against Belgium Monday night. Uh, he's by a fountain. He drops out, though. He's lost his signal. Similarly, Tom, towards the end of the chat, loses his signal. Uh, but apologies for that. And um, we will uh, hopefully crack on, hopefully get this in front of the podcast, and then you can listen to it, get in touch with your thoughts. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK working for Sky Sports, Ed Draper, 81 on Twitter. I'd love to hear you. But talking about all things World Cup here, what we've made of it, and how surreal, from an English perspective, that match against Belgium was with nothing on the line. Nine changes for Belgium and eight for England. Slightly uh, disjointed game. Cheers, guys. Hope you enjoy it. 